Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool center. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yes, great to have your company on this Monday. It's AFL Review Night. Kim Hagdorn, a respected broadcaster and journalist and newsbreaker in every Monday and Thursday with yours truly, Peter Vlas. Let's go to the open line. The texts are coming through on the temperate plenty, bench. isn't it? Yeah, temperate bench text line. 0487 736 736. We're going down Bunbury, a eh? nice part of the world is Eton. And Rebecca's listening on SEN Spirit 621. Rebecca, good afternoon or evening to you. Hello, how are you going? Hi, Rebecca. Far away. So, like, with Shannon Hearn, it's a, it is a tough one, I yep. think, in the sense that if he should play on or not. Because when you go and watch him play, he has he's one of the guys that actually put 100% in each week. So I think he has got another year in him, um, in the sense that, you know, maybe he is getting a bit on. But I think that he does... He, he's, a bit of, he, he's one of the senior players... And I think he sort of does look after our younger guys and we are developing. So if he wants to play another year, I think he could definitely do it. Yeah, good on you, Rebecca. No, Thanks, good Rebecca. call. Thanks but for the call. But what Rebecca has just said there will have to be part of some very heavy conversations around Lathlane Park in the next couple of weeks because I think with Shannon Hearn, as we, we now know exactly what Josh Kennedy's doing. It hasn't been announced officially publicly, but we can, we can see... He's going to play some home games and probably not play round 22 and 23 mm-hmm. as the Fremantle Home Derby and then against Geelong down in Geelong. We can see that. It hasn't been literally announced. Kennedy becomes the fifth highest games played player this Sunday afternoon when he plays his 267th game. He'll go past Guy McKenna. So we know what's happening there. He's not playing next year. And we saw Alec, uh, Jake Waterman yesterday work with Jack Darling and Bailey Williams spending some time forward as a group. So that's planning for the future. You don't necessarily need Josh Kennedy in there to plan for next year mm. and 224 and 225. Same with Shannon Hearn. What Rebecca said is spot on. Yes, he offers a lot in terms of experience and guidance. But if you can come up with someone else who can play off that halfback flank, for instance, put Hoff back there, for instance, you know, if, if they recruit in Liam Baker, for instance, that's when you start to think, well, we don't need Shannon mm. around. The only thing that I think Shannon Hearn's got value, also one part of his game, is his ability to turn defence into attack with his booming kick. And he runs. Yeah, and, and he like, runs. They did it yesterday. I thought, it, you know, I touched on, touched on trends a little while ago yeah. as well. I saw a trend across the weekend also where sides were going very determinedly, very quickly with a bit more daring. I think yeah. the coaches are using that expression. And then certainly the commentators are saying it as well. And we saw it. But Shannon Hearn a couple of times yesterday just didn't go out 
to the right half-back flank or the right-back pocket, just went boom, straight into the corridor and sent a big long kick over the, t- over the centre circle toward their forward line. And that was Darling and Jake Waterman looking a little bit more authoritative than yeah. I think I've seen them. Exactly, and that's where his value is. Just quickly, let's try yep. and clear a couple of these texts. Hearn, yes, I think he should go on. on. Nelson is average at best and not getting better. Sure, he retire? Who takes Hearn's place? No one uh, on the list at the moment. He stays. You can't have just kids. Redden and Shuey to go. Nick Natanui stays. Kennedy retires. Hearn is still a ta- damn good player. That's on the uh, text line. Here's another one uh, that's uh, just come through. This is regarding let's go to Frio now and, and look at David Mundy and Nat Five. Firstly, this is what Justin Longmuir said about the performance of Nat Five yesterday. Have a listen to this and then we'll come back and we'll give our opinion on the Dockers skipper. The decision to not play him as a set announcement. You ought to talk us through that um, decision-making process? No, it's probably around just making sure we're really clear on our roles. Um, and it just helped help with that, help clear his role up and help clear the other mids' roles up. We had him to really prepare really well and um, took a little bit of the confusion out of it for us. So did you like that? And do you think that will be the way forward from here? Uh, we'll, we'll play it by ear. I'm I just not going to sit here and give the opposition head start on what we're doing with Nathan Fife every week. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's supposed to be a secret, some of this stuff, and we're supposed to be able to go into a game and catch the opposition off, but I just get asked 15 questions a week on where Fife is going to start, his game time, his mid-forward split. Um, you know, give the guy a break. We all want him back to his best. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of time. I thought he took a good step forward today, and he was instrumental when we were playing our best footy. Judging by that, I reckon Justin's unsure about Nat Fife's role this week and maybe the following week. Now, Paul says, I'm a Dockers member and love Nat Fife and David Mundy. However, I feel like there's only a place for one of them in the team. I don't think they can both play together. That's from Paul. Uh, Hi, Pete and Kim. This is a long one. In fact, uh, I'll come back to this in a moment because... Uh, we'll get our uh, view on that. In fact, everyone's writing long texts. Josh from Canning Vale. Afternoon, boys. Five still showed his class in patches yesterday. I think we all need to move on from the beast. Five is also two-time Brownlow medalist form and a player, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think one thing about mentioning Nathan's past, we all know that. We all know the past. But, but none of us, even Justin Longmuir, is going to be worrying about as much about what he has done as opposed to what he can do in the next few weeks. So I thought Justin Longmuir was really pointed there, Peter, in, in two counts. One, we're very clear on his roles. We need everyone to be clear on their roles. The other one was he said, I don't want to be doing this every week. Well, get ready, uh, Justin, because everyone's going to be talking about Nathan Fife and what roles he is allowed to play. I thought it was really I thought it was very clear yesterday. I thought Peter Fremantle put on full display the strategy that they have with Nathan Fife. Nathan, if you're going to play in this team, you'll play how we want you to play. You've you you've had a really poor performance the previous week against Carlton, and the role that is available to you this week is a high half forward, mm. regularly staying as a half forward. You won't be getting in the center square. Now, Nathan, take that on or have a weekend off and play with Peel next week. I'm not so sure it be as blunt as that, but it's pretty clear to me. It was very evident yesterday that he looks set for full-time high half-forward roles, which gives him scope to go to stoppages once they're outside the centre square. And he did that. It gave them an extra number, and he was around more so on the forward side, 
And he finished up with 21 disposals, only had the five kicks again. So he's not confident with his kicking. He's giving away a lot of hand passes. Nine contested kicked possessions. Kicked a good goal yesterday. He was under pressure to it was kick about that time. goal. And it was he, about time. And, and he dobbed it. Yeah. We'll keep going on about what he, a Brownlow medal, but he has had a poor goal-kicking, goal-finishing yeah. uh, reputation. Just the one clearance and the one goal. So I thought it was really clear yesterday to me that that's his role for the next several weeks while Sarong continues to get 25 possessions and eight clearances. Brayshaw, 27 and five clearances. Brody, 27 and four clearances. Mundy, 19 and three. I could keep going. The, the wingers, Aish yeah. and Hughes, that, I mean, they had nine clearances between them because Nathan Fife wasn't in there. And Nathan Fife is a bit slow compared to all these boys. We're talking everyone there, even Mundy, he moves the ball so quickly. They offer better roles in terms of winning the ball forward than having Nathan Fife there. And I thought it was pretty clear. Yeah, and uh, also Josh from Canning Vale, just taking your point here, mate, because it was uh, mm-hmm. an extended test. He says uh, he's getting through, ticking up uh, the minutes by the finals. He'll be cherry ripe, according to Josh, because they're getting minutes and certainly time into Nat Fife. That's uh, Josh of Canning Vale. Just going back to the Eagles, um, uh, hi, Pete and Kim, with Nick Nat back in the ruck, the Eagles are a different side. They all seem to fit. Zane True was impressive on his debut. Mm-hmm. Really felt for Elliot Yo, back to his near best and now gone with a hamstring. Guys, what do you think of Hipwood being referred directly to the tribunal? Had to be. Mm, I thought uh, so too. It, it, it's a bit awkward to get really good vision of it because clearly I think it caught everyone by surprise. It was so far off the play and the ball's coming up along Brisbane's right wing. And a f- right over on the left half, forward flank, is Hipwood. And he just blatantly pushed an opponent into the umpire. Now, ne- neither neither the opponent nor the umpire were aware of what was coming. And I, I, I looked at it and thought, you could only do that deliberately. And that's why he's gone straight to the tribunal. I, I, they will argue that it was you do that sort of stuff to push an opponent all the time. We didn't know the umpire was there. Brisbane will try that uh, defence. But for in answer, was the name on that one, Peter? Was that Josh? Uh, was no, it? no, no. I just haven't got a name on that. So whoever okay. sent that through, give us uh, yeah. your name and uh, sub. It will acknowledge you as well. But it was a good actual test. Brisbane would want to have a really good defence for what Eric Hipwood did because for mine it's worth two or three weeks. Okay, we're going to take a break. Come back with more in a moment. Uh, come and join us on the Tempera Bedshed text line 0487 736 736 or as we heard from Rebecca, great to uh, get your call, Rebecca, there from Eaton down in uh, near Bunbury. The Scarborough Toyota open lines there for you, 13 12 55.